The following program is sponsored by Lindis Construction. This is the WCCO Home Improvement Show, brought to you by Lindis Construction. One call, one contractor. Lindis Construction provides Minnesota and Wisconsin with the best products and workmanship. They provide leaf guard gutters, asphalt roofing, metal roofing, seasoned guard replacement windows, exterior siding, remodeling, new construction, and more. If you've got questions, they've got answers this hour. Here's Denny Long and Andy Lindis. And good morning. Andy's taking the day off today. We're back at it, though, with Eric Kuby with Lindis Construction. Now, we haven't done a whole show with uh, Eric yet. Uh, Eric and I have known each other here and there. Uh, I think we met at the uh, Minnesota State Fair. Yeah, good morning, Very first time. It's good to see you again. Uh, We're going to do something we haven't done. I don't know if we've done a complete show about this. But uh, Eric, by the way, is a remodeling specialist uh, with Lindis Construction. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, something I presume you correct me if I'm wrong, Eric. But kitchens and bath remodels, I, I would assume, are still at the top of a lot of homeowners' lists to get done. Yeah, absolutely. It's Sometimes people are staying in the house and they want to update it and make it a little more livable. We've done some projects where people wanted to take a bathtub out, put a shower in to make it more usable. And other stuff is somebody's bought a house and they have just don't like the layout or don't yeah. like how the you know kitchen is or how the bathroom is. and. We do a lot of it. We just don't talk a lot about it. Yeah, we, we're able to bless to stay busy. But yeah, I get the I get the fun projects of kind of figuring out what will work and what won't work with people, and taking their dreams and making them into reality. It's really a fun thing. I bet it is. I, I, I let's kind of take it step by step. By the way, if you have a question, if you're thinking about uh, uh, wanting to get your kitchen remodeled or your bathroom or bathrooms remodeled, uh, give us a call or send us a text, uh, 651-989-9226, or send a text with your question at 81807. Uh, let's say, that, in fact, it's funny, you, you, you're in today because I was, uh, when I had come back from my trip, my wife and I were talking the other night about uh, starting on updating, I think that's the word, yeah. <laughs> updating, uh, at least starting with one bathroom, and what what would be the process? Well, let's say it's a kitchen. What if they call Lindis and you know you figured out a time when you guys are available to come out? What would you do? You come out to the home, or yeah, come out to the home, and I like to just sit down and listen, listen to what the people have thought about. I often get the phone whipped out, and people start going through Pinterest or start showing me stuff online of what they what they like and what they don't like. Does that and, help you? Yeah, more information. Yeah, because. You know, my, my wife is, is great for this, too, because she'll watch something on TV and she'll, you know, can we do this? And then, of course, I become the, you know, the Debbie Downer sometimes and say, well, yeah, but it won't fit. or You know, so it's kind of taking all that information and taking what their thoughts are, looking at the space they have, figuring out, you know, maybe what pieces of that is really what they like. Because often people will show me a picture and they'll, it isn't all what they want. It's just something in that a picture. part of it. And say, okay, I like this sink, and I like this style of counter cabinets and this other picture, and I like this type of backsplash. And, and my goal when I go out there the first time isn't necessarily to figure out all the finer details, but to figure out the mechanics of it, what what we can do and what we can't do. Are we talking about using the same space? Are we talking about expanding the space? Are we talking about you know, if it's an older house, you know, looking at the electrical and mechanical stuff, is it is it stuff that needs to be updated to meet code? And 
making sure that it's, it's safe and, and useful and stuff. And then, so I take all that information and usually put together some a kind of a, a preliminary plan, a preliminary budget, and present that back with the people to see if we're on the right track. Is if I have I gone, you know, rogue, and and also trying to work within somebody's budget too. If you know, do they have a limited budget? They have an unlimited budget. Most people don't have an unlimited That's budget. Right. It'd be nice if they did. But yeah, but they, easier for everybody. Yeah, you know, and then and then we also we have an interior designer that works with us too. And uh, if you you know if you the hardest part of putting together any kind of plan is all of the parts and pieces. You know, what tile goes with what countertop, which what cabinet goes with what, you know, all these parts. And so she really helps with that part of it as far as figuring out. This is the designer. The designer, yeah. And so my goal is to get us fairly close, and then she takes it from there and then we sometimes there's a kitchen designer involved. Sometimes you know there's other parts and pieces of it involved. But yeah, and then you know th- that whole process could take several months. And I always joke with people and I say the easiest part of the whole construction remodeling thing is when the guys actually do the work. <laughs> I bet that's true. <laughs> All the work that comes up to that. Some people make decisions quickly. Some people make them slowly. And it, so it takes quite a bit of time to get through that that initial process. And I always tell people, I don't care if it takes you two weeks or six months. Yeah, You're spending a lot of money. It's what you're going to be with for a long time. Make sure it's what you want. So, Like you said, a lot of people are staying in their homes longer, yeah. and they want to enjoy it. Yeah, and, absolutely. And why not? What I kind of chuckle is, you know, people have, they say, well, you know, we've been talking about doing this for 30 years. That's <laughs> true. Well, <laughs> you know, enjoy things. You know, there's other ways of, uh, you know, financing things and other ways to get into these projects without having to wait 40 years. Or, you know, or sadly, we do stuff and, you know, oh, I've got to put my house on the market, you know, so I've got to update it. You don't even get the enjoyment of it at Isn't that point. Isn't that true? And that's so sad. You and like you said, there are many ways of uh, financing now than they maybe weren't before. Yeah. Yeah, you know, whether it's through us or, you know, getting a home equity loan or whatever it is, um, there's there's opportunities and there's options and it's it's fun. And and the other thing is that the turnover in houses now, it's hard to find that house that you want. That stuff's selling so quickly. Oh, yes. And so, you you know, find something limited inventory. Exactly. Or a lot of people just say, I give up. I'm just staying where I'm at. Yeah. So I'm going to update it, and we've done a lot of work like that. If you're just joining us, uh, Eric Kuby's with us from Linda's Construction. Uh, you know what I failed to ask you, uh, Eric, is what was your background? What got you into this business? <laughs> um, going back a really long time, um, my dad, though he was an insurance salesman, was always building stuff. And he I was. was. I was always on the other end, hold this up or or hold the flashlight or, or you know, hold, heavy, you know, lift this thing up, building retaining walls or building walls. He built some apartment buildings and, and did, built the house. And and I, I liked it. I worked from there, worked for an excavating company. I've done heavy equipment work. I went on from there and did um, commercial projects. I've built Applebee's and really? Cinnabons and stuff traveling all over the country. And then I kind of settled down, quote unquote, and started a millwork shop. And I, for 10 years, did mainly commercial millwork. We did a lot of stuff for Applebee's, for Cinnabons, for other things, churches and banks and stuff, and then got caught in the recession 
of 08. Like a lot of people did. Yeah, and had to close shop. And from there, I, I kind of backtracked a little bit, went to work for Habitat for Humanity for four years oh. as a director, and that was really cool, an opportunity. And and then uh, about three years ago, went uh, came to work with Lindis, and, and I've been working primarily on the other end of things, on the project management end of things, of of taking those that information of what's sold and, and putting it into reality of, of building stuff and just really enjoyed it. It's a great company, and I love the the relationships I get to build. I've done uh, with customers. I've done multiple projects with multiple customers, and it's fun to keep that ongoing work with them and and help them solve solve problems. And you're lucky, too, and I can say that, uh, being, being connected to that family-run business at Lindis. Yeah. Good folks. Yeah, you know, there's a there's a lot of companies out there that aren't reputable, and it's hard in this business because that's what people think about in the construction world is is you know oh boy what's going to happen now what yeah. what kind of trouble am I going to get into, and you know we're not perfect <laughs> we we make mistakes but, but you correct work, them we work hard to get them corrected and, yeah. and figure out stuff and and uh, you know try to serve. Well, I'll tell you what, Eric, hang on. We're going to open up the phone lines and text line, and uh, we'll talk some more about kitchens. We're talking specifically, although you don't have to, yeah. uh, about uh, kitchens and bath remodeling. Yeah, any kind of remodeling stuff. Yeah, yeah. any yeah. kind of remodeling question uh, for Eric uh, by phone or by text, 651-989-9226, or send Eric a text, 81807. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. And good morning. Welcome back to this portion of our Home Improvement Show presented every Saturday in the 9 o'clock hour by our friends at Lindus Construction, L-I-N-D-U-S. Uh, 1-800-LEAFGUARD is always the easiest number to remember to get in touch with uh, those good folks. Eric Kuby from Lindus is with us, a remodeling specialist, and that's what we're talking about this morning uh, for the basic or any kind of home improvement question. But uh, specifically, Eric and I are talking about remodeling things like kitchens and baths and other areas uh, of your home. But we will take your phone calls and text messages on other items as well. Uh, Mary Ellen is calling from uh, New Ulm, Minnesota. Good morning, Mary Ellen. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Good morning. I was wondering if Eric ever heard of chalk paint. Uh, somebody suggested that I could paint my kitchen cabinets. It's an older house, and I can't really afford to replace them, so they suggested using chalk paint for the kitchen cabinets. And is there a prep work that you have to do to use that? Is that the paint you can write on? I, I'm assuming so. We actually have that in our kitchen. We have a wall of it when we bought the house, and my wife likes to put stuff on there, and my kids like to draw pictures on there with chalk. <laughs> um, I assume, yeah, you you know, you can paint anything. Um, if you wanted to paint the the cabinets, I was in a house the other day where they didn't like the color of the countertop, and they painted it to the, br- the bad part of us. Is it was all peeling off. It's yeah, like that's worse. <laughs> I've seen bathtubs that that they you know painted the whole area, bath area, but. Yeah, it's like I guess you could. Um, I it would be a little drastic for me because it's a black paint. It's a dark, you know, dark color, so mm-hmm. it's going to make the room look smaller. Um, I would try to think of a different color to paint it if it was me. You know, lighter color, uh, white or, or cream or something. But you know, well, just make sure it, in, it doesn't come in different colors. Then no, it only comes in like a the old type color. of uh, slate chalkboard color, that black. Oh. If, if that's what you're talking about, uh, Mary Ellen. Yeah, 
Yeah, well, I'm not familiar with it. That's why I was just wondering about it. So. You might talk to a, a paint expert there yeah. in the New Ulm area. Yeah, there's right. a Sherwin-Williams or Hirschfields or even the local hardware store. Sure. But then, again, if Mary Ellen's going to have herself or have somebody do it, there's always that prep work. Yeah. You know, right? kitchens are, are hard because there's usually grease and oil yep. and stuff on things, and whether it's from cooking or just from your hands, and making sure that's all all cleaned up and the wood scuffed up and primed and, yep. and paint. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, the house I live in, they did that um, to make it look a little nicer before they sold the house. So. All right. That's a labor of love. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Thanks, Mary Ellen. Good luck to you. Uh, Mark is calling from Scandia with a question. Go ahead, Mark. Good morning, Eric. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Good morning. So I've got an issue with a, an addition that's five years old. Uh, we, we have an old farmhouse, and we took the old uh, bathroom completely <clears throat> off the house <clears throat> and remade it and put a, a, a room alongside the issue I have is with the vent pipe uh, for the waste. It uh, comes out of the single story a couple of feet, four-inch PVC. And uh, this is a time of year to tackle this problem. But when it gets to be 20 below, that stack uh, has moisture coming out, and it'll form a snow cone, so to speak, and close off the vent. Um, so then the uh, traps... Um, suck dry and I get uh, sewer off gas in that bathroom. Have you ever heard of something like that? Yeah, I have. It's kind of one of those tricky things to to fix other than, you know, maybe putting some kind of a heat tape down in there. Um, I'd recommend, you know, insulating that pipe as it goes up through the cold space of the attic. Essentially what's happening is there's warm moisture inside of that pipe and you've got cold air around it, and so that's causing that to, to condensate. And, you know, there's, other than, than that, I don't know of any great, you know, wonderful, perfect thing, uh, but if you could even get some heat tape wrapped around that pipe as it goes up through the attic, that would definitely help out too. Mm-hmm. I bet you uh, Lindis has done something like that many times. Yeah, I, I haven't, but I've I've seen it. and I've, Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We're getting, I'm going to urge our texters, thank you. We've got the message about the chalk paint. Uh, there was some confusion about chalkboard paint, which is what you probably have in your home. Yeah, chalkboard, okay. The, the chalk paint is completely different. <laughs> okay. And <laughs> we've got a lot of texters that uh, uh, have said um, chalk painting is a process. It's a flat, lovely finish of any color, this uh, listener said. And to go to any good paint store like Hirschfields or some other that you mentioned. So it's chalk paint for our caller, not chalkboard paint. All right. So you learned <laughs> but something. But there's still today. preparation. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. 651-989-9226 if you have any kind of a home improvement question for uh, Eric Kuby, uh or uh, send a text, 81807. I said we have plenty of those um, text messages. Uh, we This texter says we have a number of woodpecker holes in masonite siding on the southwest corner of our house. What's the best way to patch those holes other than getting new siding? I suppose if you used a shotgun, you might end up with more holes. <laughs> Be careful. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't know if, if there's a way to patch that in that type of siding. Yeah, well, any kind of wood patch. The, the problem, though, is the reason why the woodpeckers are doing it is there's bugs behind there. 
So whatever you do to patch it isn't going to solve necessarily that bug problem. And so, you know, if you can work with somebody to help get rid of the bug problem, you know, find a a wood filler, but it's still going to be a temporary thing. We see this a lot with cedar cedar siding as well. And the the newer stuff, obviously, you know, the metals, I've got a metal shed, and the woodpecker likes to peck on that. I don't know. He must not be very bright. But well, he's a tough woodpecker. <laughs> he's a tough woodpecker. <laughs> um, you know, LP Smart Side, for instance, we use a lot of that, and it's yeah. got a mineral in it that the bugs don't like. So the bugs don't like it. And There's then no you bugs, don't get woodpeckers. And you don't have woodpeckers. I love that LP Smart Side. Yeah, it's a great product. So, yeah, it's it's really getting rid of what the bug issue is, and that's often kind of hard because they've come and they've got behind that siding. All right, Eric, hang on. We have to take our bottom of the hour break. If you have a question for Eric Kuby from Melinda, 651-989-9226, we'll get some uh, text messages uh, passed on as well. That number is 818 818- We have another half hour of the show to go, so don't go away. Join us at 651-989-9226. Good morning. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show presented every Saturday here on CCO in the 9 o'clock hour by our friends at Linda's Construction. If you're just joining us, Eric Hoopy from Linda's is with us. He is a remodeling specialist with Linda's. And you got a couple of nice comments here. We'll uh, we'll get to those. We can help you either uh, by phone as usual or by text six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. I see one line is open, uh, or send uh, Eric a text eight one eight zero seven. Again, uh, kitchens and bath is kind of what we are zeroing in on uh, today. But we'll take other questions as well. Gene in Stillwater uh, is on the horn. Go ahead, Gene. Um, yes, I'm wondering if the roofing process could be explained. They have the young men who are coming around and inspecting roofs, and they all have similar flyers. Oh, you're talking about the cold callers that that happen to be going through the neighborhood. Um, Yeah, after storm chasers, uh, per se. Um, Yeah, I guess, you know, I would always be very wary of somebody that you don't know walking up to your door and trying to convince you of something horrible that's going on. Yeah. Um, You know, don't ever sign a contract from one of those people. Um, The good part is in the the contractual law, there's a three-day right of rescission. So if if you do get talked into it, you you can get out of it. But, you know, the big thing is uh, work with somebody that you trust, whether it's us or another company that you've, uh, you know, that you know about, or seen around town. There's a lot of guys that are just out there chasing storms, and it's sad because they're going to not be here tomorrow. So right. if you if you've got a problem, you're stuck, and and that's what's sad. And a lot of times they'll even show you pictures of somebody else's house, and you don't even know that the damage is at your house, and you know. Work with your insurance company, insurance appraiser, too. Yeah, do your research. You've got to do the research. Word of mouth, right? Yeah, absolutely. Make yeah. sure that the company is insured, has the right licensing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, do do the checking before you get stuck and, you know, before you give them money. Absolutely. Good question, though, Gene. Yeah, Andy's been on the show many times saying that there those very things, that uh, be wary. Now that they're they're not all bad people. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. There's there are a lot of great companies out there. The sad part is is there's a couple that aren't so great. Yeah. And that's what makes everybody wary of working with Like with you doctor. said, you give them some money and they don't show up the next day or right. they're gone. They're yeah. gone. Uh 
Let's see. I've got, hi, Eric, a texter says. By the way, the text number is 81807. Uh, Hi, Eric, my partner and I just purchased a 1904 home. It's been partially flipped and looks good. However, we certainly have our dreams of what we'd like to do. Any suggestions on what should come first? Everything passed inspection. So should we put money into uh, foundational items or do we go with curb appeal and or kitchen items that we would enjoy right away? Is there an order, I guess the question, of items contractors would suggest? That's an open-ended question. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, I always want to make sure that there's no issues structurally or with the bones of a house before I go and do something pretty on the outside of it. So if there's, I don't know if they just were using the word foundation, but if there's actual issue with the foundation, I try to get that stuff resolved before you do stuff. You know, the the return on investment, people always look at that as, you know, that's curb appeal stuff, stuff that you see when you first walk up to the house. It's the kitchens and bathrooms is, has the, the bigger return on investment. Most of the time, it's 50%, 60% of what you're putting into it is the return. It's not, you know, a dollar-for-dollar dollar thing. I I often, you know, people wait, like we said before, too long to do the stuff that they enjoy, you know, but if there's a insulation issue, for instance, and it's going to make the house feel more comfortable, you don't see it, right? but it's going to make the house feel more comfortable. I know we've done some stuff at your house. Oh, indeed. But yeah. And then, you know, make a list, you know, meet with somebody like us. And I often get people that have a whole laundry list of things and it might take years to get through it, but can take, um, kind of work your way through it. The other thing that we often find is there's things that work better together. Like if we're going to do a little tiny drywall project, it's better to do it with something else than just by itself. Same thing often with, with plumbers and electricians. Seems like getting them to the house costs as much as getting a half a day's worth of work on. Isn't that true? Yeah. Yeah. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Folks are calling in as we speak. Uh, texters eight one eight zero seven. As you know, and Andy knows, we have great listeners out there, smart ones, and. Here's another text that says for the caller who, you remember the, the caller about the stack that freezes? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I had the same problem, Texter writes, and solved it by painting the exposed part black. A little heat gain, Just little a little sun, heat, <laughs> I guess. sun sink. A little solar, yeah. solar gain by uh, painting, uh, painting it black. So thanks, yeah. thanks for that. Uh, there was a, a couple, I wanted to get to this before the screen jumps away, uh, because there was a couple of nice comments here for you. Eric, is it from my mom? No, no. Oh. <laughs> well, it may be. No, actually, it's from Sarah in Minnetonka. Uh, Sarah said this earlier today. Eric has helped me with projects at my home. He is as knowledgeable and nice as he sounds like on the radio. Linda's has delivered absolutely everything Eric said they would. Best decision I ever made. I have already talked to Eric about additional projects. Thanks, Eric and Lindis. Well, thank you, Sarah, for yeah, that thanks, unsolicited thanks. comment. Yeah, thanks, Sarah. Yeah, we're yeah. talking about doing a couple more things with her. It's always good to do. That makes you feel good, doesn't it? Yeah, that's huh? what I love. It's, you know, doing multiple things with people. It's That's what proves if you actually are doing what you're supposed to be doing. Let's talk a little bit, and then we're going to go to um, the phones, uh, about kitchens, kitchen remodels. Yeah, absolutely. What, uh, what are people liking? What do you like? What, what Is there a trend <laughs> as far as... Uh, countertops, as far as appliances, things like that. You know, what we're seeing more and more is is white, white cabinets. Some people um, like the look of wood. I 
like wood. I'm a, I love the the grain and the texture of wood. And mm-hmm. it depends, you know, different kinds of wood have different, you know, different looks. Oak is has more grain to it than maple, for instance. But by and large, people are asking for white. We've done some gray kitchens. I'm not sure gray is is going to be uh, one of those trendy things or not. It's not because gray on walls is kind of trendy now. Hasn't yeah. it been the last year or so? Yeah, we've done. I did a kitchen that was a gray countertop, gray backsplash, gray oh. cabinets. You know, gray, <laughs> gray, gray. Um, and it and you know everybody has a different taste, right. which is which really kind of fun, and you can you can use that palette to do different stuff. As far as uh, as far as countertops go, more often people don't want maintenance, so they're looking at the quartz products, like, just like decking, right? They don't abso- want maintenance. Absolutely, you know, we spend so much time trying to get out of work um, and try to enjoy our lives to have to go seal your deck or or seal your your countertops and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the products like Cambria, Silestone, there's other you know quartz types products mm-hmm. and. And this is something just to go on a little side note, but people often ask me, you know, what's the difference between those types of products out there? Laminate, plastic laminate is um, is kind of the lower end of the spectrum. Don't see a lot of it in the stuff that we're doing, but mm-hmm. they've come out with some really cool colors now that have more high definition. They look like um, <clears throat> stone. They also can do undermount sinks in laminate, and that was one of the, always the big problems people had that lip around their sink and they didn't like wipers. That's right. So you can do that now with laminate. Okay. And then you've got the stone world. In stone, you've got granite and quartz and, you know, soapstone marbles. Uh, Soapstone and marble are a softer material. They're going to create a lot of work. Granites, there are some granites that are uh, less expensive, some are more expensive. I always use the analogy of you can buy a car and granites like that. You can buy a really inexpensive car yeah. and you can buy a Lamborghini. You still end up with a car. And what, What's the difference in a high-end and low-end granite? Usually it's, it's supply and demand. You know, is oh. it that one piece that came okay. out of that quarry on the other side of the world or is it something that there's a plentiful amount of it? And oftentimes granite has to be sealed. There's some the tighter the grain, um, the less work it is to it. And But it's because it's a natural stone, it requires maintenance. It yeah. requires work. And then you've got quartzes. And quartz essentially is they take stone, they take quartz uh, material, they grind it up, add a little bit of polymer to it so mm-hmm. it, and put it back together again so now it's non-porous. You, the Whatever's on top of there stays on top of there. And then there's uh, corian, which is a... a, a plastic um, type of product. That's still a great product. It shows more wear than the stones will. A stone material will stay shiny. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's kind of that kind of stuff. We're, and then as far as, you know, we're seeing some fun stuff in backsplashes and accents. Like what? Stuff. Um, like chip stone, like river rock look. Um, we did one that looked... Re- I don't think it's what it was, but it reminded me of that seashell look where you'd see that, oh, yeah. that sparkly sure. side of a, of a inside of a seashell. And so it's, it's fun. I, I always joke cause I get the joy of spending other people's money and getting to, <laughs> getting to see the fun stuff that comes out of, um, out of these products, projects that we do. Oh, that's neat. Recommend people take a look on our website. We just posted a project online that, that I was involved with that we converted a living room and it was just plain drywall, big, giant room. Um, but they had been working on converting their whole house to make it look like a log house. Uh-huh. And now you wouldn't know it, but that it was always there. But it, we added uh, reclaimed wood on the ceiling, put log 
beams in there, log truss in there. Just it looks really cool. We took some pictures of it and some people that had never seen it before and they couldn't figure out what was actually done to the house because it actually looked like it should have been that? there from the So lindisconstruction.com, they can find it on Absolutely, there? Absolutely, yeah. All right, yeah. good. Uh, Eric, hang on. We're going to take a break. We, we've got to, i tell you what, let's do this. First, before the break, Chris and Woodbury has been waiting a while there. Chris, thanks for the call. How can we help you? Yeah, I have a quick question. One of my uh, children just bought a home in, in the inner city. It was built in the late 40s, had a thin black basement construction. And all around, the, like where the rim joist meets the um, cinder block, there's um, cement. So like between each of the floor joists, there's cement that goes up to about halfway to the cinder or halfway to the rim joist and it comes down and meets that inside wall of the basement it slopes down i'm just wondering if that was typical for that era or if, if something like that was done for a reason structural reason or something i've seen that a lot i i, I guess i wasn't around them to know what what was typical but it's i've seen that a lot in houses where they filled in um Oftentimes they'll want to fill in the top core of the blocks. I'm wondering if they did it after they had the the floor framed or something, and that's how they ended up with that. Nowadays that we've finished the foundation, then start on the flooring system. But but you've seen that before. Yeah, and I don't think there's any issue with that. Okay, well that's good. All right, Chris. Interesting. Thanks. Thanks very much for hanging on, Steve. You're going to be next, so don't go away. And if you want to send Eric a text, eight one eight zero seven, or call us. 651-989-9226. Back with more Home Improvement Talk here on 830-WCCO. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. And welcome back to our Home Improvement Show on this Saturday morning. Eric Kuby's with us from Linda's Construction. We're talking about, uh, well, a couple of ways of remodeling, kitchens, baths, taking your other home improvement type of questions, which we welcome. And Eric, let's uh, let's get back to the phones. There, folks uh, have been waiting there. Let's see who's next. Uh, Steve is calling from Mount. Hi, Steve. How can we help you? Morning, Steve. Hey guys. Morning. I'm on uh, going to stain my deck today, uh, oil stain, and I was wondering the best application, whether a brush, roller, or a pad. Well. I guess without knowing what it is and stuff, I'd recommend whatever the the manufacturer recommends. Um, is it's a treated cedar no. treated uh, deck, and it's been a couple of years, and I've already you know already cleaned it up really good, and it just it's ready for stain. So, what product are you using, if I may ask, Steve? As far as stain, uh, I'm trying this PPG Life. Uh, Oh, shoot, no, I can't remember the name of it. Well, that's all right. Uh, and it's yeah. an oil stain, you're saying, right? Yeah. yeah. Timeless, PPG timeless. Okay. The short answer is I honestly don't know. <laughs> I guess I would recommend using whatever the, I, I meant the, the paint menu or the stain manufacturer would recommend. Right. And wherever you got that from, you know, asking their opinion, there are certain products like we use penafin a lot that product you know you you brush it on but you got to wipe it all off yeah and so there's very specific ways that that the manufacturer wants you to put the material on there with and i guess that's where i would go to is looking you know what does it say on the can or what, yeah. what is the professional uh from the the paint store that you got it see yeah so read the label and then if you're still not satisfied call the place where you bought it yeah it's a good yeah. idea 
and use that. But yes, I've used Penafin, and that's exactly what I did. Brushed it on, and you put it on heavy, and then you have lots of rags. It seems counterintuitive. It you're, does. You're taking all the material off, but you're really not. You're taking the excess off. And if you don't take it off, it ends up just to be a sticky mess. It's true. Yeah. So, But again, that's Penafin. That's a different product that Steve, uh, Steve is using. Good luck, Steve, with that labor of love. Uh, John is calling from Bloomington with a question. What is your question, John? Hey, good morning. We've got a 25-year-old townhouse, one-car garage. Uh, there's a cement slab in the garage, and then that meets up with a, uh apron, which is about a 16-inch wide apron, and then, then there's the asphalt driveway. The space between the two pieces of cement, the apron and the slab in the garage, large space, about 9.5 feet long, uh, and the filler that was in there has now gone away. Um, one of the big box stores recommends putting in a silicone uh, caulking. Is that something that you would do? I don't know if I'd put silicone in there, but I'd, there's some butyl caulks. That you want a caulk that's going to remain flexible uh, and, and let it move around because what's happening is that outside slab is letting frost move it around a little bit and the house, the part that's connected to the house or the foundation of the garage is, is stable. So putting some uh, backer rod in there, something that fills the, the crack, it essentially looks like a, a foam um, tube, you know, comes in a roll, and then some, yeah, some caulk that's going to let it expand and contract. And silicone, it's, well, well, it has its great uses, that's not really one of them to use it for. Yeah, I think that's good advice. And I'll tell you what, John, too, and folks that have that, that issue, I think we've had a call similar to that or a text, uh, that the good folks at Semstone, uh, you can call any one of their locations, and those experts there would know yeah, uh, how that con- uh, the, the, the concrete butts up against the asphalt and what what might be the best to use. Yeah, and that, you know this is a great thing to fix because what you don't want is excess water getting underneath there. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then you know we live in this great climate where it keeps freezing every six months here, and then the, the water in there when it freezes is just gonna it destroys damage. Yeah, yeah. So so good thing to get it fixed. Very good. Dan is uh, calling on his cell phone uh, with a question. Go ahead, Dan. We're listening. Yes, good morning. Uh, we are right in the middle of building a uh, cedar deck, and we're putting cedar on the floor, and we're also building a cedar privacy fence. And there are two sides to the cedar. One is smooth and one is the rough. Which side should we put in that, that we're going to see? Whichever side you like to see. Yeah, um, you like a rougher a texture? Yeah, they they make it for that simple purpose. I, it's It's kind of a goofy answer, but... Some people like to see the the look of rough cedar, and some people like to see the look of smooth cedar. And most of the time, like deck boards, off that only comes smooth. Right. But when you buy a, a board, for instance, that usually comes rough on one side and smooth on the other, and it's all it is about look. Um, I've had people; it's you know they would like the look of the rough. Some people like, well, how in the world am I going to keep it clean with the rough area? You know, if it's got cobwebs and other things, that'll stick to it easier. It's honestly just a preference. Okay. You know, before uh, we run out of time, we just have a couple of minutes left, uh, Eric. Uh, and again, if you want to get in hold of Eric or Linda's Construction, 1-800-LEAF-CARD. I wanted to ask you about bathrooms. We were talking about kitchens. Uh, what, what are people uh, and you liking about bath redos? What's, what's, what's hot right now? 
Well, there's a lot of great tile stuff. We're seeing a lot of different, you know, the the old tile was maybe little four by fours, and you know, people hated the grout, the work they have to do. Oh, but yeah. now the tiles are big, you know, one foot by two foot or or whatever. The other thing that's really cool that's in the last couple of years that's changed is grout itself, and now the grout has a has a additive in it that essentially seals it forever. You know, really? That, that was the, the always the, the beef that people had with with tile is, oh, I got to seal the grout. That's I right. do that. It's another project. I'd, well, now it's, you know, costs maybe 50% more than regular grout. But in the big scheme of things, you might be spending $30 on a, on a bathroom to not have to do anything. I'm all for that. That's, oh, yeah. That, that's, that's a great so thing. So grout something new. How yeah. about something else? The You know, Whenever we do a bathroom, people often want to do, you know, just like paint a tub or those companies out there that would just want to cover things up. Yeah. I, I really recommend getting in there, getting a new tub, getting new faucets. You know, the, the faucet themselves, if your faucet's more than a 10, 15 years old, it probably needs to be updated anyways, and it's the, the time to, to do it. Uh, we're seeing, you know, same thing with kitchens, you know, different kinds of countertops, different kinds of, of cabinets, you know, often the white and the quartz and stuff. But well, you'll, yeah, absolutely. You, they call Linda's Construction. You'll come out the range of time when you can come out and uh, help some folks out. Absolutely. Love, love it. Just love it. All right. 1-800-LEAF-GUARD. You and I were talking about the Minnesota State Fair. That's not that far away. No. And I know we'll, we'll see you there. Thanks very much, Eric. All right. Thanks, nice job.